Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Taco Tuesday. Coming at you on a Tuesday. Alex Padilla. Alex Regla. Alex, what is up on this hot Tuesday? Nothing much, man. How you doing? I'm doing very well. I actually just got back from LA myself. I was in uh, El Segundo this weekend. I've never been to El Segundo besides like, well, actually I've never hung out in El Segundo. I've been to El Segundo. I've never hung out in El Segundo. Uh, did a little top golf. I don't know if you know where that's at in El Segundo. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Did, uh, it was like a, I did a two part bachelor party. He wanted to do top golf. So we were in El Segundo Lakers practice facility country. Mm-hmm. Then went to Santa Barbara the next day. I just got back from LA and it's hot, man. <laughs> it's very hot. Yeah. You picked a, a bad weekend to come visit, but uh, yeah. Did you check out the UCLA health did not training facility? Did no. not wanted to, but I, nobody else really cared. Just me. Okay. <laughs> nobody else really cared, but it, that little downtown El Segundo area is very nice. Like mm-hmm. I've never been to like hang out, you know, where like El Segundo brewing is at and all that stuff. Yeah. It was a super nice spot. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, I'm I've been out there for uh, news to a lot of people here, I'm sure. But. Yeah, if anyone's interested, those South Bay Lakers games are a ton of fun. The uh, facility is actually really, really nice and seems like, you know, there's some young players worth going to make that trek out for. But uh, yeah, it's super nice down there. Have you uh, fully recovered from the Summer League hangover? I mean, thankfully I wasn't in Vegas. I'm fine. <laughs> but it seems like everybody who was there, yeah, still dealing with that hangover. Not only are we like people that went there dealing with the hangover, it's like the fact that LeBron and Russ were there, there's still residual effects from that one game that they were both at because it caused such a stir. The fact that they weren't seen on camera talking to each other. Obviously, if you follow this podcast network, you've had breakdowns of the phone call, right? So it is just so funny because it's been so long since the Lakers have played a basketball game. Like it's April was a long time ago. And it feels like an eternity since we've last actually seen the Lakers, not the summer league Lakers, but like the regular season Lakers play basketball. Like I am so ready for training camp and we're not even close. Like we're not even remotely close. We still have weeks of rumors and rumors and rumors. Yeah. Now that summer league's over, we're officially in kind of like that dead zone period of the NBA where I mean, thankfully, there's still these big names who haven't been moved yet that can hopefully kind of propel us into the actual games while, while they find new homes. But in terms of actual legit transactions, like you'll get the Kyle Korver uh, front office role hiring yeah. those types of moves. But um, yeah, right now it's just, again, everybody grasping at straws. So let's grasp. Let's grasp <laughs> at these straws. <laughs> there's honestly every day. Last week we had a whole conversation about would you give up a first and second round pick for Kyrie Irving uh, to go along with the Russell Westbrook package? I think both of us said, yeah, at this point, you kind of got to, it's not ideal, but we would both do it. And the Lakers didn't do it. And that kind of seems to hit a snag in these Kyrie trade plans to the point where a couple days ago, it was like, Kyrie's going to go back to Brooklyn and and the Nets are going to, are going to run it back basically. But today on get up, Adrian Wojnarowski, who I think everybody knows is credible. He says the Lakers are not done. They're not ruling out 
getting Kyrie Irving. And um, do you want to hear directly from Woj? I feel like I could just play the sound. Yeah, let's let, hear it. And let him tell everybody. So this is what Woj had to say on Get Up in regards to the Lakers and Kyrie Irving. Yeah, it's not completely dead with Brooklyn, but I think so much depends on what happens with Kevin Durant. The Nets are, are more focused. They are focused on trying to find a deal for KD before they, they would even, I think, move Kyrie Irving. And I think there's a good chance that Kyrie Irving is back in Brooklyn to start the season if Kevin Durant is back in Brooklyn. But I don't think the Lakers are done. I think they're trying to find deals that allow them to improve without gassing all of their assets. I think teams feel like when, when LeBron's putting pressure on the front office, on the organization, you know, teams are asking for a lot. All right. Let's break that down because I feel like there's just a lot in that. So Lakers not done. That leads me back to the phone call real quick because I don't know how you read the phone call, but I read it as those three guys spoke on the phone and said, Russ, we know that you don't want to be here, but if you are here, we we're in this together. Like we have no choice. That's the way I took it. I didn't take it as these three are all on the same page. Like they're all going to run it back next year. How did you take it? Kind of similar. Uh, I, I would say I'm not sure if it was so directed at Russ not wanting to be there, but maybe the three of them realizing where they stand in terms of last season didn't work. Um, it's probably not going to work again next season. And I kind of read it as like, again, this is like conspiracy theory stuff, but like a, a way to get some more leverage back the Lakers way in terms of we're fine running it back. Uh, we're not desperate here because every report does say, you know, like Lakers want to trade Russ. They've been trying to trade Russ. This is like the only way to like counteract some of that by saying our stars are willing to be back. Look at, look at them having this phone call they're making up. So again, I don't know if that's the exactly what happened, but coming on the heels of the, the agent firing from Westbrook, it just is a little suspicious. Also, when you go along with what the agent said is why I believe what I think when the agent is telling Russ, your best option is to stay in LA. The coach has praised you publicly. You're going to make a lot of money. You're going to be a starter. Mm -hmm. You're in LA. And he got fired for telling him that because Russ wants out of LA. That's the way I read the statement of his agent. I don't think there's any other way to read that. I don't know how you can read it any other way. Like you said, yeah. like if that's what he said directly, and again, you know, that's just one side of the story. Who knows if exactly that's what the agent said or not, but if we believe him for, for what was stated in that Woj report, then yeah, I mean, all indications are Russ doesn't believe that's true and he doesn't want to stay in LA and do that. He wants to go elsewhere where he can kind of prove he he's not a third wheel. He's still the guy he's always been. And uh, that just, the only way for that happens to be traded. Yeah. So I think all three of them are also aware enough. They've all been around long enough to know that it's not a guarantee that Russ will be traded. I just think there's, mm -hmm. they are all smart enough to realize it's a complicated situation because of the contract. It's just simple as that. Like it's not just a contract. It's four trades in four different years, back to back to back to back. It's a lot of, you know, negotiating it's a lot of posturing that we've talked about endlessly this posturing that you brought up which i didn't even think about but it could be true um so 
I think all three of them are aware enough to know that this is not as easy and there's a chance that they could run it back. So let's get on the phone and say, Hey, Russ, we know you want out. We get it. Didn't work out. You want out. You want a fresh start. Me and, and I'm saying now I'm LeBron, me and AD are going to be here. Like we know that. So I just think it was just like, let's clear the air. The Vegas thing was a bad look. I think they understand, especially LeBron totally gets public perception. He's on Twitter a lot. He responds to everything. I mean, it took him like less than 24 hours to respond to the Brittany Griner thing from the shop. So he gets it. I think that's the way I look at the phone call. Woj then saying the Lakers are not done. LeBron is pressuring the team. I think we all know what that means. LeBron is probably wants Kyrie, right? That's kind of all indications point to LeBron is pushing to get Kyrie. So that leads us back to what we talked about last week, which is who's going to buckle first. Neither team has buckled first. Both teams continue to add to their posture. They're as straight as they could possibly be right now. They've presented themselves. Lakers don't want to give up both picks. And the Nets were like, well, we're not going to trade you until you give us those two picks. Yeah, Do you think that's well. where it currently stands? I mean, is, is it as simple as that? Like, are we just in a standstill? Are we in a standoff? Both guys have their gun on the, their hand on the holster, ready to go old school desperado showdown. Like, but neither is going to pull the trigger first. That's what it seems like. And, and again, it, Brooklyn is throwing out every indication that, which they probably should, is that they they're fine with KD and Kyrie coming back, and that they ha- still haven't been able to find a KD trade package that will will like will please them enough to to trade him. So. And yeah, so at this point, Brooklyn is just waiting, trying to get any leverage they can. And from everything that's coming out from the Lakers side is we're going to start looking at other options outside of Kyrie. And so again, it looks like both teams are at least publicly through reporting have shown that as of now, the deal is not happening, might not happen. Could always happen still now, mid season, whatever, but yeah, it still looks like they're still in that stalemate of trying to make the other one blink first. So let's get even more big brain on the situation because today Dave McMenamin went on the Zach Lowe podcast and gave an update on the Kyrie situation. And now he is throwing out the idea that the only reason KD threw out the trade request was to get Kyrie out of Brooklyn. So KD can then remain in Brooklyn. So it goes almost counter to what everybody's been saying, where the Nets are saying, we got to trade KD before we trade Kyrie. Whereas Durant is saying, I made this request. Now I want you to trade Kyrie. And then I'll come back without Kyrie. If that's the case, then KD needs to be vocal about that to Brooklyn side, because from everything we've heard is they're not going to trade Kyrie until they trade KD. Mm -hmm. So if it's that, if that's the case that KD wants to stay and Kyrie goes out, then he needs to tell them, I want Kyrie out so they can start filling out the roster and getting rid of Kyrie. But again, I don't, as of now, it looks like they're trying to tr- trade KD and maybe he comes back, but I still find it hard to believe both those guys are in Brooklyn to start the year. Well, here's what they've said from, from the Zach Lopez. The Lakers believe that the Nets will not do anything with Kyrie until they've settled things with Kevin Durant. Now there is a school of thought speaking to people around the league that they think that the Durant trade request wasn't actually about him getting out of Brooklyn. It was about getting Kyrie out of Brooklyn, but 
the reason why this thing is all kind of stuck in the mud right now is that the Nets will not make a major move like that with Kyrie until they are very 100% crystal clear that the true intention of Kevin Durant would be to move off of Kyrie in order to stay. And as of my last couple of nights in Vegas, I left there about a week ago, that still remained up in the air. It was all in a period of stasis because Brooklyn was not ready to make a major move until they are completely sure that they have the understanding of what it would take to keep Kevin Durant in a Nets uniform. All right. Everybody caught up on the, uh, the Zach Galifianakis gif of him trying to do the math <laughs> equation right now. We are all caught up because I'm about to throw more into this situation. This is where we stand today, Tuesday in the afternoon. Nothing's happened at this, at this moment. I'm just keeping everybody up to date because there is now more to the story. If you go to silverscreenroll.com, currently the top headline, Lakers reportedly eyeing to pair Eric Gordon or Buddy Heald with Kyrie Irving. Excuse me? I thought those were two separate things. That, I thought that was plan A, B, and C. But more from McMenamin saying, quote, they have interest in Eric Gordon and Buddy Heald. Perhaps in addition to Kyrie and the piece that would have to be moved in order to get done would be Talon Horton Tucker but it could also end up being the plan B if they can't get this Kyrie situation come to bear. Okay. Are we all caught up on the latest rumors with Kyrie, the Lakers, the Nets, and now Buddy Heald, Eric Gordon, THT, Kevin Durant, (laughs) Anthony Davis, LeBron James. Everybody's show has been exposed. Everybody's being promoted. Alex, make sense of everything that we just shared with the audience. I think I think we know all the participating players in, in, in this in this summer stage about who's interested in who. It sounds like the Lakers are interested in Kyrie Irving, Buddy Heald, Eric Gordon. Those are three names that they they like that they would like to maybe trade for. Uh, we just don't know at this point if it, like you said, it could be a package with getting those two somehow. It could be going after Kyrie if you miss out on him. Then making a detour, going towards a Buddy Heald or Eric Gordon. But based on that report, which is the first I've heard, that um, they they might want to get Kyrie and mm-hmm. one of those two. Which which to ha- make happen, it, it's going to be hard. Like to make the money work. Yeah, he mentioned THD. That's almost a necessity just right. for money purposes. So um, he mentioned, I believe it would be something. I don't know if he mentioned or or uh, Jacob mentioned that it would likely take THT, Kendrick Nunn, and probably Wenyan Gabriel Yeah, to, to get either one. That's the thing, because I, I was talking to someone else just off air yesterday about, like, to trade for just uh, Buddy Heald or Eric Gordon, it, it's really hard to match salaries, just those guys, if you're not including Westbrook, because the Lakers have, like, five, six guys on minimum contracts. Buddy Heald and Eric Gordon make about 19, 22 million, respectively. The only way to really match those salaries is to bundle three to four players for one guy, which guts your whole team. And then you have to fill out the rest with more minimums. So I, I don't think that's why I really am suspect when, when they say like, Oh, they're interested in buddy and Eric Gordon, because one for one, those deals don't really work. Mm-hmm. That's why when he mentioned the Kyrie, in addition to one of those guys, that actually makes it a little easier in terms of making the money work. It would have to be a three team trade. 
which a lot of indications are they're looking for that third team because Indiana does have cap space, one mm-hmm. of the only teams left that has cap space. So, um, it, it like it, it works. So are we looking at like the, when you say a three team trade, explain what that could look like. Are you saying that that's, let's say buddy healed and Kyrie to the Lakers yeah. and Russ to Indiana and like THT and none and picks to net the nets, that kind of thing. Essentially. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it would be. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the three team trade that people have been saying. This is the most likely scenario to get a deal done is going to require a third team. So is this, is the puzzle piece coming together? Is it right in front of our eyes? Just multiple rumors make it seem like it's three different deals happening, but it really could just be the three team trade we're talking about. I think so. I, I mean, I don't know if it's this exact three team trade framework. I, I don't know if uh, Indiana will get involved and give out a buddy or Turner or whatever, but there, if you look around the league, there's only like two teams with cap space left, essentially the Spurs and the Pacers. So I don't know if you can count on the Spurs to help out the Lakers in any way. So that leaves Indiana who has buddy healed who's long, long been a Lakers target. Uh, even miles Turner long been a Lakers target. They have cap space. They're rebuilding. They already tried to sign DeAndre Aiden, making it clear that Miles Turner is not the center they want for the future. Right. Um, it, that team just makes sense in terms of trying to wrangle them into a three-team trade. But again, you have to compensate them for doing that. Yeah. So that's where we sit currently with the Lakers and their rumors. Um, I thought Saturday was going to be super interesting because Kyrie was scheduled to show up at the Drew League same day that LeBron – was it Saturday or Friday? My brain's all scrambled from the weekend. I think it was Saturday. Yeah. And he didn't. Turns out, you know what he was doing? Being a good Samaritan, helping Phil Handy out, do some drills at a at a Phil Handy's basketball clinic. So the connections are there, you know, because when we stopped recording last week and then we published our podcast, like literally like an hour later, the report came out that Kyrie said he wanted to stay in Brooklyn. And people have already forgotten about that because no one paid it any attention. Just the way no one's really giving any credence to the phone call. So it's such a... Not difficult because it's easy to keep up, but it's just a weird time because we're talking about the same thing in like a hundred different ways because the rumors are coming out a hundred different ways. But really what they're all saying is the Lakers are not going to keep Russell Westbrook. At the end of the day, every single rumor, every single report is the Lakers are not going to keep Russell Westbrook. Like that is no one is reporting that the Lakers are going to run it back. A phone call doesn't mean the Lakers organization is into it. That just means that the Lakers are not. I mean, the, the, the three guys talked. That doesn't mean that the team, it really does seem like Russ's, era, Russ's time in Lakers uniform is, is long gone. I, I don't think we are going to get that definitive for sure. They're running it back until like opening night, <laughs> like <laughs> up until tip off, probably that that's maybe like the one time you can believe, okay, he's going to be a Laker until until the trade deadline, that probably rumors even start coming back there. But um, yeah, everything's just been a variation of a rust trade in some type of form or, or fashion. And um, the only kind of difference, like new information coming out is like, if we believe Kyrie is back in Brooklyn, KD's back in Brooklyn, which they might be like at this point, given how, how many picks teams have given out for a Rudy Gobert and maybe for a Donovan Mitchell, not that many teams have that type of package to like, realistically get a KD caliber player. So they might enter the season back there. So the only new information on the Lakers side is like, do they 
make a detour here and change course and see, okay, if Kyrie isn't going to work, should we try trading Russ for a different type of trade package? So that's the only thing that I think is new here and that, that we should probably evaluate. So Mark Stein threw something in there, right? And that's what you were kind of alluding to with the mm-hmm. Knicks is that Mark Stein says that if the reports are true, or he's reporting that the Knicks and Lakers will discuss a Russell Westbrook deal if Donovan Mitchell is traded to New York. How does that work? I, I guess the only my only understanding is again it, it would make more sense as a three team deal and New York gets involved somehow with Brooklyn or whatever. But if it's a one for one thing, then the only other contract that makes sense there, and he mentions it, is a potential Julius Randall return to the Lakers, which is kind of mind mind bending as it is. Yeah. And um, so there's, that's one thing. And then the only other thing that came out was Jake Fisher on his, on his pod mentioned that a lot of, he's heard a lot of buzz of potentially Utah again, being involved with the Lakers. And that's why I said the Knicks thing makes sense. It was a three team deal with a team like Utah, whereas Utah can be the guy getting Westbrook back and they can be getting picks because they're in full on rebuild mode and uh, Randall goes to the Lakers or whatever, but so people have said Utah and the Lakers have maybe some kind of trade thing going on. And the Lakers have been linked to Patrick Beverly as well. So it's yeah. all this huge map of circles and outlines to different teams at this point. Yeah. I mean, if you just search Lakers, you can scroll the internet for a very long time about possibilities. If you just search Kevin Durant, there's reports that the wizards can make a strong run for him to pair him with Bradley Beal. Um, so it's just, it's just like, <laughs> Are you the kind of person, obviously you have this podcast, you write for the Lakers, but are you the kind of person, like if you're a fan, are you refreshing internet all day? Or are you just kind of like, let me know when something happens. I was early in free agency. That first week of free agency, I'm a wreck. Like I'm glued to my phone and I know it's unhealthy and I I buy into every rumor. I look into everything. Uh, But then, yeah, around this last week or so, I've kind of just logged off and, uh, try to at this point it's just so hard to believe anything it really is because i mean when you have mcmenamin saying that maybe kd was posturing to get Kyrie out and then you have Woj saying on the same day on get up that the nets are still trying to find a deal for durant is that just posturing what's real what's not um and the fact that the lakers are just thrown in the middle of all it just makes it super entertaining i am like you i am i if I didn't do this podcast, I would still be refreshing Lakers rumors. I would still be interested in all the Laker rumors. Um, but I mean, I, I would say this, and I know I just alluded to a little bit for me, it's good news that the Lakers are getting out of the Russell Westbrook business because I am like team Anthony. I know he's vehemently against any sort of possibility of running it back. I think you and I are as well. I think there's no way around it. You just got to find a way out. And it looks as though we're heading that way, which is good news. Probably. I was going to say like, we do this almost every week, but like, what's your temperature check on this? Do you, are you more likely Westbrook's gone less likely about the same as last week? How are you feeling about it? I am now to the point where I think they'll just buy them out if they can't get a deal. Whoa. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I don't think uh, definitely Russ doesn't want to come back. Um, I don't think you can bring him back. No. I think you're at that point where, I mean, yeah, it would maybe not buy him out immediately. It was almost do the John Wall. You just sit him and not play him. I think it's more likely to do that 
then buy him out. Um, I, I think eventually they bite the bullet. Like I'm still, I, I, I think it's lessened as, as we get closer and closer to training camp, that trade happens, but I still like am in like the thinking that he has to be traded at some point, maybe not for Kyrie. I don't, I don't know if it's a slam dunk. Like we thought it was two or three weeks ago when yeah. all this broke. And um, I think that's okay. I, I think I, I get why fans would be disappointed if they don't get Kyrie. But I think there's trade packages out there that round out the roster a bit better. If it's a Utah trade that gets you a Patrick Beverly and some players, or if it's a trade with New York and you get Randall and some players or whatever, I think there'll be some variation of a trade that yeah. makes the team make more sense. Because at the moment, it looks like there's a trade pending and the roster's just on hold until something happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, yeah, maybe not a buyout, but I think we'll get to the point where if it's not plan A, if it's not Kyrie, if it's not Buddy, could it be Eric? Could it be Julius? Could it be, you know, I think more options will start coming out once. If the Ky- if as each door shuts, I yeah. feel like smaller doors open. And what I mean by smaller doors is this caliber of player. Maybe you just add depth. Maybe it's addition by subtraction. Maybe it's as simple as that. Like, hey, I'll bring in a guy that's going to, play 25 minutes a game and he's not going to be anything special, but at least Russ isn't here anymore. And we can move on from the, and close that chapter. I mean, the, the year they won the championship, who was their third best player? We argued about, not argued about that. We literally talked about that all season long. <laughs> we literally talked about the, is it, it's KCP one year. It's Kuzma. I mean, it's KCP one game. It's it's KCP. It's whoever else is on that team at the time. I already forgot the roster. It feels like 10 years ago. But looking back at it now, maybe we took that for granted that they had enough options on the roster where there was a third, like best player every night. It was Danny yeah. Green, Kuzma, KCP, whereas Russ was brought in to be the like definitive third best player. And if he doesn't do that and you gut the rest of those options out, that leaves you very thin. Mm-hmm. So that, that's why I guess uh, uh, a trade here for a couple role players could kind of put them back in that formula of kind of just filling out the roster with more balanced versus just having a third star, which, I mean, Kyrie will give you that higher ceiling, but maybe the role players will give you a higher floor. During summer league ESPN put up a graphic of the Lakers roster position by position. And it made me sad. Like, this is not a, this is not a good roster. Like it's just not, it's not a, it's not a deep roster. Obviously it's not a necessarily take away the top two guys. It's not necessarily a talented roster. I would say, a lot of, it's a more question marks than, than answers on that yeah. roster. Even Jeannie, Jeannie Buss had the, this like a uh, big profile piece with Mark Medina on NBA.com. And she said herself, like they're not done making moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I definitely don't believe this is the full roster that we're going into the season with. There's going to be a trade or maybe two, like Woj has said it himself that they're looking at a trade or two. Again, if that's Buddy Heald, Eric Gordon, whatever, there, there's going to be other players coming in. It's just a matter of, maybe uh, tempering your expectations if it's not Kyrie or not. Yeah. And I, I, I think unfortunately um, for THT, I don't think Laker fans will be sad to see him go if he does get traded because of the opportunity that he had last year. And just the fact that he just did not, if anything, he regressed Kendrick Nunn, There's no attachment there. Cause we've never seen him in a Laker uniform. Has his knee healed yet? Is he even healthy to play next year? <laughs> Supposedly um, he, he wanted to play in Drew league or uh, whatever, but yeah, it had to be the world's most swollen knee of all time. Like, it had to be a bowling ball at some point because it still hasn't unswelled. Um, 
well, who else is on the team? You well, know, like the, the, the writing is on the wall. It's right. strictly because of the contracts they have. A THT is almost by necessity a part of any deal. And that's mm-hmm. not even, even if he had a good year last year, um, that's just money matching like math. Like yeah. there's no other players you can include in a trade. It's going to be funny when like Malik Monk is averaging 24 points a game for Sacramento. And he's just like Lakers fans say, why do we let him go? Why do we let him go? It's like, cause he was already here and we were terrible and he <laughs> got to shoot the ball 20 times a game and he did great, but that's, you know, that's what he, that's what he signed up for. And he took the money and it's, there's nothing wrong with that, dude. He ain't going to yeah. win anything in Sacramento, but there's nothing wrong with taking money, especially such a young guy. He hasn't made his money yet. So, it, it, yeah, it means the Lakers kind of formula worked of like signing a guy really cheap, have them exceed their contract and they get paid somewhere else. So that's their selling points of free agents. Now, like look at Malik Monk, we got him paid, like come play for us for one year at the minimum. You'll get paid next year too, by someone else. Probably. Yeah. It's a good selling point. Just keep yeah. pointing directly at that guy. So I'm refreshing Twitter one last time to see if there's any rumor <laughs> or anything else. And I don't see anything. I even checked Jeannie's Twitter. Cause I did see that, that Q and a she did, which I didn't, there's nothing much to take from that one. So we shall see Alex next week. Is Kyrie Irving a Laker? No, I don't think so. Um, what do you think? It, no, not next week. I don't think. Um, is Westbrook a Laker next week? Yes. Yes. This is, I don't know how old this is, but this is from OC register. This is from Kyle Goon. He says, sources have told Southern California News Group that the price for Irving would involve at least one of the two tradable first-round draft picks the Lakers have in 27 or 29, as well as more second-round draft compensation. I mean, I think the Lakers would, would definitely do that. Yeah. I don't know if they've offered it yet, but like if they can keep one first-rounder and substitute that for just like two second-rounders or something in addition yeah. to one of their first. Because you then- can just go buy more. Yeah, exactly. They do it every year. <laughs> they do it every year. That's like, yes, yeah. I mean, sure. But again, all of your second round picks, that's the thing. We don't know what's actually been offered at this point or not. For yeah. all we know, the Lakers haven't offered one pick and that's True. why the trade hasn't happened. Maybe if they offer one and they ask for a couple seconds, that's where there's been a, a holding. We don't know if the Lakers have offered two yet. One for all we know, the Lakers maybe haven't offered anything yet. They could just said, we'll take Kyrie off your hands for Westbrook. Yeah. And then, like, maybe Rob's starting at the lowest of the low. Which they, sh- which they should. Which they should. And then you just kind of – and the Nets are going to – like I said, it's a tug of war, dude. It's just like mm-hmm. – yeah. So, yeah. Alex, uh, at Alex M. Regla on Twitter. And you can catch his work on silverscreenroll.com. Have you written I, – I missed if you've written anything. I was a little busy. Have you written uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm writing today for maybe something for tomorrow morning based on just on those guys we talked about currently on the roster and how although they're not um, game changers, they are a definitely a 180 from last season in terms of going from old to young and definitely quicker, more athletic, and what that may kind of look Younger. like. Darvin Ham system, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we don't even know what the Lakers are going to look like in Darvin Ham system. What if Darvin Ham is like the next coming of like Phil Jackson? And what if he's the next, you know, Steve Kerr? What if, I don't know, Eric Spolstra? We don't know. What if he's a magician? Could be. What if, what if he has the solution for Russell Westbrook here? I, there, what if he has think, all the answers. I think he did another radio. He's He's been everywhere media wise. So I guess he did another radio spot where he kind of said like, Give me a year of Westbrook in the Darvin Ham system. 
he, I think he, I mean, he's at least saying all the right things. Yeah. I don't know if it's posturing or, or actual belief, but. I think they're telling him what to say. I, I, if I, I think they're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm not buying too much into that, but we'll see. Alex, uh, well, do you think Russ is going to be a Laker next week? By next week? Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like we're not going to know anything until KD and I don't know when that's going to happen. So we'll see what happens. Uh, everybody subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere you listen to audio podcasts. We are there. It's called Silver Screen and Roll for Los Angeles Laker fans. Silver Screen Roll, you'll pop up right away. Uh, for all your Laker news, visit silverscreenroll.com. Follow Alex at Alex M. Regla on Twitter. I'm at Alex Padilla 86. Always fun to just like unravel a new piece, unbox a new puzzle and try and put it together. Because today I feel like we had a lot of rumors to get through. I think we got them all. And maybe we just discovered the three-team trade that everybody's been looking for <laughs> on accident. We heard, we heard it here first. You right? heard it here first. Uh, should we, put, we should have put it in the trade machine to see if it works. It works. Oh, well, it works. No, there you yeah. go. <laughs> Confirmed. Works. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you all next week. This is Taco Tuesday. Alex, thanks. Thank you, man.